Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, 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 selfish. You know, listen to the provocation. You know, listen to the provocation. Real people, real conversation. Real people, real conversation. You ready? Let's go. Oh, we back again. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. Still getting used to this daylight savings time. Feel like, I don't know, man. I feel like as soon as I get home, it was like, damn, I got to do the show. <laughs> Had to rush and go get set up. You know, my daughter, she's been using my computer for the past couple of days because she got a project. And I'm like, hey, don't you have a computer? Uh-huh. But she's like, no, yours is faster. Yeah, because I take care uh-huh. of you. Simple as that. <laughs> Maybe you should try that. But anyway, in case y'all didn't know, you listen to the provocation, real people, real conversations. My name is Ron. I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And always, I got my boy with me. Yeah, and I'm Ronald L. Felton, the father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to episode 83 in season three of The Provocation. Yes, indeed. Like we always say about this time, if you're listening live, we appreciate the love. You're listening to the archive, we appreciate that too. Hope everybody's enjoying their day. Today is Tuesday. Was it March? March March twelfth. Yeah. Two thousand nineteen. Once again, I feel like the new year was just here. We already in March. We in the middle of March already. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, excuse the sniffling from both of us. I'm pretty sure these allergies started kicking. (laughs) You know, it is what it is, though. We human. You know, that's true. That's what, that's what happens. But uh, sun is out. Weather was kind of cold today. Yesterday it was kind of warm down here. You know, Virginia often weather is like Virginia weather. It's like a roller coaster, man. You never know. You know, mm-hmm. you want to take that dip. Yesterday it was about seventy-five degrees. I had to cut the heat off. This morning I woke up freezing. Like oh, you know, mm-hmm. make up your mind. <laughs> You know, so yeah, weather's nice. Sun is out longer due to the daylight savings time. 
Can't complain about that. It means spring is on the way. Yep. You know, I like I like the warm weather. The only thing I don't like is, is knowing that all this grass around my house is going to start growing pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to start working on it, you know? Yeah. Got to get my pool right this year. Got a new pump and everything, so I'll be hooking that up soon. Okay. So now ain't much going on over here, man. What's going on on your side? Yeah, like you said, man, I came out of uh, dialysis today, and it was cold. Uh, it was cold when I went there this morning, too. So, uh, you know, I just uh, I was in the building for a while and everything. Coming out into the cold just made me realize, you know, how cold it was and everything. But uh, other than that, man, everything else is cool. Came home, you know, and stopped and got us something to eat and everything, and once I did that, then I did my little my little power nap where I have to, you know, rest up for a little bit, you know, and to get ready for tonight, get ready for the show. So uh, everything is cool on this end, man. Yeah, man, like I said, man, ain't much going on. Um, free agency period, or the free agency tampering period, started on Sunday. So... This is an exciting time for all the football fans out there. Uh, kind of get a chance to see who your team is going to be signing if you're a free agency, what new players are coming to the team. Mm-hmm. And as a Giants fan, I got to say, I am disappointed <sighs> so far. Mm. If I could just stand on my soapbox for a minute, do you mind? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So, so far... It looks like this is shaping out to be another long season for the New York Giants, man. Uh-oh. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but like I said, I mean, maybe I'm counting my tickets before they hatch, but I don't – okay, let me say this. I think offensively we're going to be okay. You know, they, they keep – looks like we, we got a good player, another good player for the offensive line. So we need one more piece. We need a right tackle. That's what we need. Um, right tackles, in my opinion, they're not that hard to come by. That's that's the easier side of the offensive line. So you could grab somebody in free agency, or they could just wait to the draft. Now, here's the issue. Um, in this year's draft, we don't have a third-round pick because we used it in the supplemental draft last year to pick um, a cornerback who who they anticipate is going to be pretty good. So I don't have a problem with that. My issue is that so far this year, we've gotten rid of Landon Collins, who's arguably the best defensive player on our team, coming from a defense that wasn't that great last year. So Landon Collins is no longer on the team. Mm. Um, and guess, guess who he went to? Guess who he went to, Fox? Where? He went to the Washington Redskins. Mm. So in your division, not only is that not only is he not on the Giants anymore, we have to see him twice a year. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, after the contract that he got, I can see why the Giants didn't sign him because he ended up getting like a five or six year, eighty four million dollar contract, and there was just no way the Giants was going to pay him that type of money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Landon Collins is gone. Who else? <coughs> they traded. They traded Olivier Vernon, who was 
our best defensive lineman. He he basically had the most sacks last year, and he only had seven. So that's let's let you know that we mm. we really wasn't kept. But now keep in mind he was hurt for a majority of the season, so he may have had more sacks. But he only has he has seven sacks. They got rid of him. Now that one I'm not too mad about because I felt like his contract was kind of heavy um, based on his performance. His performance wasn't really matching up to his contract. Mm-hmm. So they ended up trading him. They traded him to the Cleveland Browns. And we got a, a pretty good guard uh, in return. So I'm not mad at that because we need some help on the offensive line. You know what I mean? So right now you got, you got four spots on the offensive line that are, like, solidified. We ain't got to worry about those four slots. Uh, it's just the right tackle spot, which, I, like I said, it's not really a difficult um, position to find a, a, a decent player for. Um, yeah, so Landon Collins is gone. Olivier Burton is gone. Um I'm getting so sick and tired of hearing this, this, these trade rumors about Odell Beckham Jr. I think that would be the stupidest trade. Unless, unless the Giants get like and, – and even in this scenario, I would still be kind of pissed. But if they get like two first-round picks and maybe, I don't know, a third or a decent player in exchange, I probably wouldn't be too mad at that. But I don't see a reason. I don't know why you would build up the offensive line and then get rid of. Well, I mean, it's a toss up. But he's he's arguably, when it comes to what well, he is, the best wide receiver on the team. That's that's hands down. And he's probably like, if he's not your 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 best offensive threat, he's like a one B behind Saquon Barkley. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand these trade rumors, man. And it's, it's starting to piss me off, and I hope that they don't do that because we already got rid of the best defensive player on the team. Why would you want to go around and get rid of the, 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 the best offensive player on the team too? I mean, what that says to me is that you're basically just trying to, to clean house and start fresh. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so far – now, they now word is they're going to sign a pretty good safety once free agency starts. What's that in the background? <laughs> What's that? Sound like some whistling or something in the background. Okay, it stopped. But anyway, they're gonna sign a, um, this guy named uh, Antoine Bethea, who's a pretty good safety. You know what I mean? Uh, but he's 34 years old. So, how long are you gonna keep him for? Now, I, ho- I hope that he can produce the same way he's been producing up until this point. I hope he doesn't come to the Giants and all of a sudden he just he becomes terrible. But you know, it's it's not a it's not a it's not an even replacement for Landon Collins, but it's not a bad replacement. You know what I'm saying? We, I think right. we can still be competitive. Now, here's the issue: we need a free safety. We need a free safety, and we need somebody who can rush the quarterback. Now, on top of those two needs, you need a quarterback. Because the common denominator, which is the reason why I think all these players are being traded or released, is because you cannot do anything with Eli's contract. Nothing. He has mm-hmm. a no. He, you paying him damn near twenty something million dollars for the year, and he has a no trade clause in his contract, so you can't trade him. See what I'm saying? So right by giving him that that type of contract years ago, I think it's kind of hindered us now. <coughs> 
we can't we can't do the things we need to do to build a team because we got a player who's being paid so much money and he's not even like living up to the contract at this point. Right. So Giants gotta make some decisions, man. Like when the draft comes, we got the number six pick in this this upcoming draft. Okay. Now we need a quarterback. We got to get the best quarterback available at that time. If they don't pick a quarterback this year, I don't know what the hell we're going to do moving forward, man. Because I just don't – I don't know. Like, I, even if you give Eli everything he needs, I don't know if he can still be that same quarterback, man. I don't know if he can still right, be that same right. guy. Like, I, I just don't – like, he has – it's like you, you never know what you're going to get from game to game. It's like one game mm-hmm. is like, that's the Eli I know. And then you're like, okay, maybe he got it back. Then the next game, it's like, why would he do something so stupid? Like, you always, you always have that moment with him. It's like it's, he's so inconsistent. He's probably the most inconsistent quarterback in the league, and that's what makes me so mad. Because if he was consistent, in my opinion, he would probably end up being the best quarterback in the league because he never gets hurt. So we will be guaranteed to have him for all 16 games every season. Can you imagine if he was like an Aaron Rodgers? And he was guaranteed mm-hmm. to play you play in every in every game every season. That's an advantage for that team. But we have the healthiest mm-hmm. quarterback who doesn't get hurt. But he's a below standard quarterback at this point, getting paid top quarterback money. Mm-hmm. So we got to make some decisions, man. Like we got we got to get we got to get a quarterback with the first pick, in my opinion. Then it's like. With the second pick, what are you going to do? Are you going to get a right tackle? Or are you going to get that free safety that you need? Or are you going to get that, that person that's going to rush the quarterback? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, what do we do? Because you don't have a third-round pick. So you're going to lose out on a bunch of good players in the third round and then have to try to catch up in the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. And I don't know how many starters you're going to find in the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh rounds. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, I hear you. Those are the players that you may you may find one that you can rotate in and out, but those are mostly the players that are good depth players who have potential to, to become starters. We're at a point right now, especially on defense, we're going to have to have people come in and perform right away. And right now, mm-hmm. in this division, I feel like we got the weakest defense in this division right now. Mm-hmm. The weakest. Look at what the Redskins. Redskins signed Landon Collins. Deshaun Jackson, he's back with Philadelphia. I'm like, we got to do something. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to do something, man. Mm-hmm. So it's early. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But as of right now, I'm just not excited as a Giants fan. Mm. I'm not excited. Hey. So I don't I don't know man. That's a, that's that's want to get on my soapbox regarding that because I'll be I'm you know I'm looking at I'm just looking at these free agent moves. Like all the players I thought we had a chance of getting, I just see them get signed one by one. Just one by one. That player gone, mm. that player gone, that player gone. It's like what do we and then you see the Giants pop up, oh they may sign they got their eyes on on this person. Which I was excited about. There was a there's a guy named Dion Buchanan. And he's a he's a he's like a free safety linebacker hybrid, which is kind of what Landon Collins was, and he's good. Right. So I was excited. They were like, "Yeah, he, they might go ahead and sign him." Come to find out today, he's gonna be signing with somebody else. 
So I'm like, okay, mm. well that's out the out the books. We we not we we definitely not going to get. Uh, There's another safety we wanted uh, that I wanted. Tyron Matthew, he signed with somebody else. Um, a lot of the other safeties we can't even afford to pay them. And so the Giants mm. pop up today. They get the, they get they get a 34 year old safety who's good, but he not on the level of those top those top five or ten safeties that's in free agency this year. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I don't know, man. I feel like this year is gonna be another toss up. Now, like I said, you never mm. know what could happen. You know, a lot, of, a lot of times, you may, maybe you do get some young players that step up this year that are ready to rock. It happens. Right. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it does happen for this team. But as of right now, I'm a little worried. That's going to be another season um, mm. where we're not going to make the playoffs. Basically, so I don't know, man. This, this, I think that Eli situation is like disrupting everything that we need to do with this team. Now, granted, this is his last year. So come 2020, I thought like we'd be ready to rock. We got some money. We we have some money under the cap. You know, we can spend it on some players. Start really building this team around a new quarterback. So we'll see what happens. All right. Oh, but it is what it is, man. But you know how we usually do. A lot going on around the world. If you want to listen in, uh, feel free to call in at five one six. Four one eight five four six seven. Hit us up on Twitter at B underscore provocation. That's yeah, am I saying that right? Provocation. Yeah. That's yep. where the A Prov- not an A. I ain't, I haven't yep. said it in a long time. Oh yeah. But um, so what we got going on, man? Uh, I know what we could do. Let's talk about how. Okay, so Paul Manafort he gets sentenced to what? Uh, four years so far. Just under four years. Just uh, one month shy of four sort years. Of one month shy of four years. And and Republicans are looking at this, or not Republicans, let's just say the Trump administration is looking at this as some type of victory. Oh, hell no. <clears throat> now, coming from where I come from, I ain't never know any type of jail time to be to be a victory. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. care whether it's three months, six months, a year, uh, that's not a place where I want to be. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's funny to me. Like, I, I would love, you know, if he, you know, for him to be like, oh, it's a, it's a lean sentence. But I don't know if he said that, but I'm pretty sure this is, you know, somewhere along the lines of what he's thinking. I'd like to see Trump go in there and do about three years. Let's see how, he, let's see how he's, uh, let's see how tough he is. Mm-hmm. Let's see how easy it is for him to do that. Now, I get where people are coming from. Because obviously, what it shows again is that it seems to be a little bit more lenient on you, where people who can't afford the type of legal services that these people can tend to get the book thrown at them, and it could be for petty crimes. It don't matter. I can guarantee that. Let it have been—I don't care what people say. Let it have been a black man up there um, defrauding the United States of America for his taxes. You think he would have got just three and a half years? I doubt it. But what people should be looking at is why are all the people around this president going to jail? We just ignore well, you know, that. You know, I guess I guess what disappoints me with the you know, even though it's it's just shy of four years. I guess because they were showing the 
sentencing guidelines, which was like, man, it was like this guy was going to be doing some serious time. You know, even right. if he did half the time, that would be some serious time. So, uh, and then the uh, judge says that, I guess, prior to him running into these problems, he was leading this exemplary life. Well, I don't know. I think the book is still out on that. Now, what they're saying is this week, I think he's supposed to be sentenced in D.C. And it sounds like he's, I guess, the maximum time he can get uh, in D.C. will be 10 years. Now, that could be, it could be from 5 to 10, 10 years. So, I guess a lot of them are looking at the, that uh, that hopefully that by him, like he he was he was he was he was he was thumbing up the system, man. Basically, he was he was doing witness tampering. He was doing all kinds of stuff, and he was talking to he was talking to the lawyers from Trump. So we we don't know exactly. Uh, he wasn't very cooperative when he he he, he went into this uh, this arrangement that he would cooperate and all that stuff, but he, he he didn't really do that and everything. So it just makes it looks like like you're saying that uh, your your the amount of wealth you have determines the 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 time that you do. And then there's the question of okay. I know prison time is prison time, but will he be in a uh, a federal facility, and will that be like a country club? You know what I'm saying? So, right, it probably will be. Uh, you know, that's the that's the sad part about it, and uh, we just, I guess, we're gonna have to see what happens uh, when he gets the sentence from the uh, D.C. judge. I mean, this, this happens all the time, though, man. Like, look, look at the look at the case where, what was it, a young kid, a young white kid from like, I don't know, if he's from Yale or whatever, I don't know, but he rapes a girl behind a dumpster. He does three months in jail, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, you have it was a it was a um, a four star um, linebacker coming out of high school who gets accused accused of raping a girl. And he goes to prison for damn near, I don't know, three, four years just to, just for the mm. girl to come out and say that it was it was all a lie in the first place. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have clear evidence of one person who actually did the crime, who does three months in jail. Then there's no evidence but this person's word that this black man did the crime, he does three years, three, four years. His career is over with. He has to yeah, fight his yeah. way to get into the NFL for a mm-hmm. trial. And mm-hmm. for a lie at that. The woman came out and said it was a lie afterwards. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's always been that well, type of experience. That's why I'm not I'm not surprised at the sentence at all. I'm gonna tell you it pissed me off. Though. And I didn't mean to cut you off. But for the lawyer to come out and doesn't say anything about the trial itself, but says that you see there's no collusion. What the hell does that have to do with what just took place that day? Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah. All all that does is further the talking point that Trump has been pushing, basically. You know? Right. And uh talking about that though, Ron, you have the other situation. I think it was years ago where a young man uh, I guess uh was like uh driving drunk or while intoxicated. They call it they call it the the affluenza defense, meaning if a person is of means that somehow that excuses them from accepting responsibility. Because I think the young man, actually him and his mother, ended up going to Mexico. And I think they had to have him extradited back here. You know what I'm saying? I think I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, they always have these disparities, but we, we, somehow, we can't, we have to, we have to not accept that as a, as an excuse anymore, or because we feel, I think we feel helpless, that, what can we do, you know, right, uh, but we, we have to be able to point out uh, these inconsistencies in our criminal. And I think that was what came out of this Paul Manafort thing where they were saying it's just showing the disparity in the criminal justice system. Yeah. Yep. But but we don't we don't we don't focus on that part of the conversation though. And even the media is they're they're guilty of it as well. Like they'll mention it. But the main thing they focus on is, oh, is he going to get a pardon? Is he going to get a pardon? I mean, okay, that's cool. But what about the fact that people who don't have the same amount of money who commit the same crimes be in prison for their whole damn life? But you have a man. On top of that, he was tampering with witnesses. So it's not just the fact that he was defrauding the United States. He was he – was, Obstructing a case, a federal case, basically. And, and the person, yeah. the judge only gives him three years. Three years. And and I guess I don't know. Well, I guess the thing. I I guess I guess again I guess we have to look at the D.C. judge because I think this is where evidence has come out since then that he met with this Russian operative and gave them the uh the the uh the demographic data uh from you know so that they could, so that the so that it would allow uh the Russians to go in and target certain communities and so forth and everything. So right. this is this is like this this really becomes like anybody else Anyone else, they would be they would be hit with treason, man, or, or some form of treason. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's just that, uh, and I don't know. I just hope that, uh, yeah, it, it's just it's it's sad, man. That that things that we thought like. We were raised, or at least I was raised to think that man, you, when you, when you 
swear allegiance to the Constitution and stuff like that. That's country, man. Right. I mean, you you know, you get some serious stuff, man, for, right. uh, you know, uh, committing an act of treason against your country. And that's basically what this guy has done. And he came right. and he lobbies. He lobbies on behalf of foreign interests. And that's another thing. I think what is happening now, though, I think these people who haphazardly fill out these uh, forms, say, are you lobbying on the behalf? I think now, uh, I think they're going to be under a lot more scrutiny now. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. So something to that effect uh, has has come as a result of this. But, yes. When you when you do things that are considered treasonous, then you should be paying. You should you should do more than just one month shy of four years. I know that. Right. <coughs> I don't know, man. Um, it's just I don't know. This is this is a, a conversation that just has to be. Like, at some point in time, America's going to have to have this conversation, man. Like. If we're supposed to be all, if we're all supposed to be Americans, why are we not treated treat equally? Where in the Constitution does it say that money <coughs> separates or money gives you more privilege than somebody else? That's not in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you watch, I watch videos all, well, I don't watch them, I try not to watch these things no more, but you watch videos all the time where unarmed black men are being killed, running away from police, no weapons in their hand. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I watch I watch a white guy sit there and fight with like fight and punching two police officers like going crazy and they do everything in their power to tackle him and, and arrest him. No shots fired. Yeah. So it's like you willing to risk your life for this person, he's throwing punches, he coming directly at you. But I can't even go out my front lawn and pick up a piece of trash without having a gun pointed at me. That's because that's, that's because the way that they have been allowed to dehumanize us. And they feel that nothing that they do is too excessive. And that's where, you know, that's where it begins to fall apart is that I can, there's no amount of force that I can use to subdue you or against you that would be excessive or would be considered excessive. And that's sad. It's very sad because you're supposed to be this trained professional that has had training and how to handle these situations, and uh, you know, you 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 resort to using uh, excessive force. Yeah. I, I just I don't know, man. We gotta we gotta eventually have this conversation, man. And this and this I ain't just talking about stuff that happens to. Me. I'm talking about all minorities. We all go through the same thing, where it's just there's just a difference on how we're treated. And you can even take it to as far as class. Clearly, in this Manafort case, you see that the, uh, the, the class that he's in gets a linear sentence than somebody who doesn't have the money to afford these type of lawyers. I'm trying to figure out 
he's saying that the guy lived some type of righteous life um, before this. I mean, clearly not if he's sitting there cheating on his taxes and the fraud in the United States. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. mean, how, how is that living a righteous, like, a, a, you know what I'm saying, like some type of, I mean, come on, man. I mean, just two years ago, he's sitting there working with the Russians to try to help Donald Trump get elected. So where, what what life are you talking about? What, the past four months? <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing is, too, Ron, is that I guess you got to look at who creates the laws. And I would say now, as a result of the midterms, we have people uh, which are more diverse, which will hopefully have an impact in Congress, uh, you know, to be able uh, to bring the issues confronting those communities uh, to the public, to the to the to to this uh, to this, this to this public debate. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it's just it's just it's just wrong the way that we allow things to go down as if because certain. That's what happens when only one group of people have a say-so in the laws. Right. And the only way that we're going to, I think, balance it out is that you have input from various, from varying sources uh, to have input. And I, and I, and I would look at things to say, you know, uh, not everything is a quick fix. You you need to look at it, examine it, but you need to be able to treat things in a fair and equitable way. That's all we're aiming in a fair and equitable way, where people feel that one person is not being penalized because of the zip code that they are relegated to or because of the color of their skin. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I want to move on. So I want to get this subject in before we, uh, okay, before we move on. You know what I'm saying? Um, because this is something that aggravated me this week too, man. This this whole this whole Ilyan Omar controversy is just it's ridiculous to me. It's ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I sit here and I look I look at the comments that she made. I'm trying to find it, but I can't. Basically, what she's... Oh, here she goes. This is what she said. She said, I want to talk about the political influence in this country that says it is okay for people to push for allegiance to a foreign country. Now, where, where in that... Where in, where in that statement do you hear any type of anti-Semitism? That's what I want to know. Well, in that statement in itself, I don't hear it. Uh, is, uh, in, in that statement itself, I don't hear. And, I, and, I, and to be honest, I don't. I think. I I, I think it's just. Oh, here's what I'm getting at here. And I was I had a conversation this morning similar to this. Yeah. And it it's that it sees. And I think what she was she she I think. Somehow it ended up, at least what I heard, she said it's all about the Benjamins. And yep. and and I and I think that she was referring to I guess the 
the Jewish lobby. Right. And so forth. But that's that's really it's one thing if you talk about the Jewish people as a whole. If you talk about a lobbying group, because what I've seen on one of the programs, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, where uh, a, a, a Jewish American young lady, and she said about 80% of the Jews, American Jews, disagree with a lot of the stuff that Netanyahu is doing over there in Israel. So, right. and she believes there's room to have an honest conversation. And I think the gentleman, huh? I was say, well, apparently Israel thinks he's doing something wrong too because he was just indicted. Yeah, and and there was a gentleman I think who I think is Palestinian who was on the same yeah. program, and mm-hmm. at least the two of them seem like the same. Uh, we should be able to have a discussion without, uh, without, like you don't want to say you don't want to give the impression like the impression like the whole Jewish community in the United States endorses whatever goes on over there in Israel because it sounds like there's quite a few from what this young lady was saying that are not necessarily in agreement. And so we need to be able to have these types of discussions right. where uh, no one, like you, you should be able to discuss things that might pertain to people of color, to black folks and so forth, without being necessarily uh, classified as racist. But there's there are certain things that go along with that now. You can't just say black people this and black people that. You know, you need to be able to identify if there's a, if there's a financial, uh, if there's a financial component, such a simple thing, Rob, you got the NRA, okay? The NRA puts money into these into these political campaigns, and they were speaking before the largest firefighters union, you know, and and uh, and hoping to, I guess, if he decides to run, hoping to get support. That's it's that's like it's like. It's like anyone that has the ability to contribute significant amount of dollars to a campaign, they seem to have the access that the everyday person doesn't have. Yeah, of course. This this is my thing, man. Yeah. And I I ain't going to cut you off, but this this is why I feel like like maybe – I don't know if, if I'm missing something or not because, you know, she she makes good all about the Benjamins one. It wasn't saying – it didn't come off to me as if she was saying that all Jewish people care about is money. We know that we know that's a racial stigma. You know what I'm saying? What I felt mm-hmm. is what she was saying is that there are, there are some people in Congress, in the Senate, who agree with certain policies when it comes to Israel just because of money that they receive from these pro-Israel PACs, right? Right. Now, based upon what we all know in Washington, especially over these last two, three years, is it that far-fetched to think that we have some people who are actually beholden to Israel just because of the money? 
is is it hard to imagine that that's the case? You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, 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 if I could, if I could, if I could sit here and pass policy after policy, resolution after resolution, to assist Israel, but I can't even push through a bill that makes lynching a federal crime in my own country. That keeps getting pushed on the back burner. What am I missing? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Why this all of a sudden becomes an anti-Semitic statement Because she pointed out something That is probably true For some of the people that are in these positions And, and with the second statement As far as being beholden to a foreign country um, Yeah There are some people Who probably agree with state senator Or a U.S. representative You are supposed to be <coughs> beholden to the United States That's, That's what your right. commitment is to Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we, it's cool. We have our allies. Sometimes we need to help our allies. That's cool. I got no problem with that. But clearly, or maybe you know, maybe that's not even a problem. Based on what the current regime is going through over in Israel, why are we so friendly? If he got these indictments on bribery charges and stuff like that, we probably shouldn't be that close in that close of a relationship. We should monitor that relationship. To see what's really taking place in that country, because from what I hear, not even even besides this whole bribery thing or whatever that he's he's been indicted on, I hear the way Palestinian people are treated in Israel is equivalent to the way Black people are treated in the United States. Mm-hmm. And you can even take it a step further. At some of the gates, they're being treated kind of how Mexicans are being treated trying to come into the United States. Except mm-hmm. from what I hear, these people are being beaten down. As well as being separated mm-hmm. Now Last time I checked The United States is supposed to be the leader in human rights Right Supposed to be setting an example for the rest of the world That's what I mean So like I said We can't expect Every country has their own thing going on We get that But I think if we're going to supposed to be the beacon of hope Or the leader when it comes to human rights We got to start holding these people accountable and yeah, well, we can have a relationship, but it's what we need you to do in return. Right. Well, it's the same so. thing when we talk about, when we look at Saudi Arabia. Right. You know, and the, the, the unwillingness of our president to address the issue concerning the uh, uh, journalist, uh, Kasagi. You know, and so forth. Right. So that, that's what I'm saying, Ron. I mean, when you start, we have to. I, I and I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is a little more complicated than 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 I'm seeing just the surface. But you got to be able. If, if you're supposed to be for human rights, then you should stand for human rights. Right. It should not be an exception. Yeah. And I think that's where, uh, that's where, like you said, there's people in Congress who are thinking about the support that they get from these uh, lobbyists, these lobbying groups, whether it be the union, whether it be the NRA, whether it be the, the APAC or 
whether it be the Israeli uh, lobbyists, you know, there's, yeah. there's businesses that go to Congress and lobby every day, like uh, Alexandria uh, Ortez, uh, what's her name, what's her last name, Cortez? Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, like they, she was saying, like, I guess when they were doing a freshman orientation, all of the, who was, who was going before them? A bunch yeah. of high-paid lobbyists, right? Mm, yep. You see, so, yep. so, yeah, I think, I think what we have now, and, and, and the, here's the thing, too, <clears throat> and see, I think where, where we make our mistake, Ron, I, I watched today, I was watching a, a clip on MSNBC, they were showing Kevin McCarthy, and the one thing he kept repeating every so many words, and that's what I noticed, Ron. Every time the Republicans, they 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 are very disciplined in their messaging, and it, it, it seems to be working. So I think we need to stop allowing them to uh, brand us a certain way, like. They call it democratic socialists. That's going yeah. to be the marching orders going into the 2020 elections. Democratic socialists. But you know what, though, man? You can't just say the Republicans on that because the media plays a part in that, too. I sit there and I watch CNN and MSNBC, and it's all... You know what? This, yep. this is what pisses me off, right? This, this is what yeah. pisses me off, okay? Because... Republicans could sit there and say, we're going to pass a bill that's going to give basically a tax cut for the rich. The hell with the people who really need it. You know, it's, it's crazy because I, I looked at this stat, right? It said for a person who's in like the lower income bracket, the tax cuts is going to give them maybe a, ex, a total of an extra $60 a year. $60, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who falls in my in my tax bracket, the tax cuts will give me it say anywhere from about three to six hundred dollars extra a year, right? Mm-hmm. So a person in the top one percent, you know how much they gonna get a year as a minimum? Mm-hmm. One hundred forty thousand dollars. Wow. Mm. You see, you feel what I'm saying like that? Don't, yeah. That, Math don't make any sense to me. But here's, but besides all that, right, they can sit there and come up with this bill, which is really not necessary, but they're going to pass it anyway, right? And you right. never hear anybody in the media, no matter what – I don't expect it to come from Fox News because, you know, they just they – are, they're a propaganda, a propaganda um, news on for the right. president. Yeah, yeah. But for the ones that we expect to, you know, that they're pretty good at challenging things and stuff like that. You never hear them ask them, how are we going to pay for it? You never hear that. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> you mm-hmm. give all these tax cuts, how are we going to pay for the things that we need as a country if, if less taxes are coming into the government, right? Now, cool. I don't right. like paying taxes either, but I understand I have obligations and that I like to live a certain way. I like to be protected. You know what I'm saying? I can mm-hmm. know that my country's not going to be invaded. I know that this, my taxes pay for all these things. So nobody ever asked them how they're going to pay for it in the long run because what's happened since then? Now we're, what, an extra $2 trillion to the debt or something like that? Yeah, and the thing about it, 
Now he come out with this budget, right? And he's talking about $875 billion from Medicare. Now, well, already, from what I'm hearing, at least, Democrats said that's a non-starter. And plus, if you start talking about Medicare, what are the two things that they tend to stay away from is Medicare and Social Security. Okay, mm-hmm. and and so so I don't think that's going anywhere. But like you said, when you give people these big cuts and the, and the tax cut of one trillion dollar tax cut, that money is going to be to make up to try to see see this is this is where this is where all the years that Obama was in the White House. Republicans made a big deal about the deficit, about the deficit, about the deficit. All of a sudden, in two years Trump is there, they already got a trillion dollar tax cut. Nobody said anything about the deficit. Right. See what I'm saying? So is 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 it is it? I mean, is this this is this just? Is it just BS? Because I understand, like you just said, I understand that these things are going to have to be paid for in some way. But then you shouldn't have gave you shouldn't have gave such a huge tax cut. You know, if you're talking about I mean. redoing, huh? This is this is what I mean. It's like why does why doesn't the media press them to see how we're going to pay for these things in the long run? But then. Oh, and not to mention, not even just the Medicaid, Medicaid, they're talking about slashing $7.1 billion from the damn education department. So we should supposed to be stupid moving forward? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I mean. Like, now, keep in mind, he wants eight, what, eight-something billion for the wall? So you're going to take $7.1 billion from education, which is probably the most important thing in this country, and use it to build a wall that nobody in this country wants, or majority of this country doesn't want, that's, yeah, that, it's it's no it's not effective at all for for curbing the immigration problem. It needs to be reformed. Yes. Like just sit down in the office and do your job, and get it done. But instead, I want to keep keep putting a bandaid on it. Let's just build a bigger wall and a bigger wall and a bigger wall, a bigger wall. It does not help the situation. Now there are areas where a wall is helpful. I get that. You want to reinforce it? Fine. But with all this technology that exists, all these drones and everything like that. You don't think it's wiser to use the money that way? <coughs> Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. Like, not to get off subject, they never get questioned on this. But it's like as soon as you have a person coming up there and saying, listen, I want to give, you know, Medicaid for all or Medicare for all or, or free tuition and all stuff that actually helps people, it's always like, well, how are we going to pay for it? <coughs> All the news, all the news outlets are guilty of the same. How we're gonna pay for it? How we're gonna pay? But it's gonna add this. It's gonna add this. Da, da, da. And you, by doing that, you don't give a chance for people to sit there and think about how this could be helpful to their situation, or let the person at least explain how they plan on doing it. It's like I keep coming bashing them with the how we're gonna pay for it. How we're gonna, this is so extreme left. It's never gonna win. Blah blah blah. This and that. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. Let the people decide whether it's going to win or not. Just because you don't think it's going to win doesn't mean that that's gospel. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's well, what I'm talking about. It's like I could I could watch CNN all day or MSNBC right. all day criticize the way the Republicans are acting. Oh, they're be doing this, they're doing that. Oh, this this is that. But why don't you call them on it? Call them on it. Like, listen, you want to do this? How are you going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Can can you mm-hmm. say definitively that you will not touch Medicaid or Social Security? Can you say that right now so we can get it mm-hmm. on record? Mm-hmm. But we, they don't want to take it there, though. For them, but I, mean, I think you, know, I think you have the ultimate socialist. It's crazy. Yeah, I think you have some some uh, commentators or hosts uh, that do push back and say, you know, do challenge. You, you don't get it like it's not consistent throughout the news cycle. You know, it depends on what particular show you might be watching where one, one, one of the hosts might actually push back. And ask them, how are you right. going to pay for this? If you say you're going to do this, how are you going to pay? How are you going to make up this? You know, how are you going to keep the yeah. deficit from exploding? You know. Yeah. And I think oh, no, some of this, Ron. I think some of it, we are going to, especially. I don't know, cause they they, they tend to think now. I I don't know what the reluctance is about getting into maybe a little bit more detail in terms of like, okay, you have, you have, okay, you got maybe what, 10, 12 Democrats running and say in the primary. So now you got these different Democrats say, we're going to, I'm going to go with this approach. Well, do they get to elaborate on that approach or the reason they don't elaborate because they yeah. is it they feel that they open themselves up for attack? I don't know. Well, if you, you know what I'm saying. First of all, if you have a good, if you have a good idea, you shouldn't really care what anybody says, especially not sure. the Republicans, because what what have they presented that's better? You know what I mean? I mean, are we we still we're dealing with this crazy student debt? Now, like I said, I now, now let me make it clear. Me personally, I'm not with like the free four-year college and stuff like that, what I feel should happen is I feel like we should increase the grade level so people are actually coming into the real world with at least an associate's degree. That's what I believe. You feel what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. not like – because a, a high school diploma is really not going to get you anything nowadays. So if we can do like maybe the state-paid or government-paid two-year colleges – where you can get a, your your degree, and if you decide to do a four year to get your bachelor's and stuff like that, then that's cool. Now, it what me and my boy was talking about. He's like, there has to be some type of like, you know, what do you what do you do in return? Are we saying that yeah, you'll be able to go for free, but in return you got to do some community service and stuff like that? I think that's a good, I think that's a good balance. That way, a person becomes involved in their community. While going, they're they're at least able to get their associates free to further their education. I don't have an issue with that, but it's like mm-hmm. once we mention something like that, you're immediately shot down. Like, oh, socialism, socialism, socialism. How are you gonna pay for it? How are you gonna pay for it? How are you gonna pay for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, can we at least have the conversation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like, I'm start like okay. 
I will say this. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and be like Trump where it's like, oh fake news, blah blah blah, this and that. But I do see there are situations where the media tends to distort an argument just to get attention. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, right? I know mm-hmm. we at the, the end of the show. We at the end of the show, but I wanna get this in. So you know how this whole thing about Nancy Pelosi saying that um it's not worth it to impeach Trump? Right. So the media spins it as it spins it as if she's like, let's just forget about doing that. That's not, you know, we're not. That's it's never going to work. But if you listen to the statement, it's not that way at all. She says impeachment is so divisive to the country that unless there's something so compelling and overwhelming and bipartisan, I don't think we should go down that path because it divides the country and he's just not worth it. So she's saying here, to me is that she doesn't have a problem with impeachment as long as it's for a reason that is compelling, overwhelming, and you're guaranteed to have a bipartisan agreement on it, which is how it's going to have to work anyway. But I guess the question then becomes, the debate then becomes, though, if the president is found guilty of committing high crimes and misdemeanors, and that's in violation of the Constitution. Whether or not he's convicted by the Senate, should the Congress go forward with impeachment if the evidence supports such a thing? So I believe, well, yeah. and, and I think what they're trying to get at, Ron, is that, okay, this person is violating. The, the constitution that they took an oath to. So, right. I, and I understand what Nancy is saying, but we talked about this earlier too. And I'm not disagreeing with what she said. I do believe, I believe they need to go through and do all of the uh, investigating that they're doing. Let Mueller's report come out, but they continue to, to do their public investigation so that they can show the public what this person has is guilty of and so forth. So I, I agree with that. So and I agree with the fact I don't know. I don't know if she's ever gonna get a bipartisan. You know what I'm saying? Well that's what she's saying basically. Because you have a, a Senate that's Republican controlled, there's no right. way you're gonna get through an impeachment without there being Either the Mueller report pointed it out or there is solid evidence of a crime. And I, I think there's evidence of a crime, but it has to be so compelling that they have no choice but to vote for the impeachment. And they, and they would have to get, you would have to get 20 Republicans, 20 right. Republicans to sign on to that. And, and I'm saying, I'm simply saying, so say you don't get the Republicans to sign on, then you... Have you done your job as a member of Congress? I mean, like I said, man, I get what she's saying, right? Yeah. But all you hear on every news channel is <coughs> Nancy Pelosi says she's not going to impeach the president because he's just not worth it. That's the only. That's the only piece of that whole statement. That they put as a headline. And, Every and you know, single chance. Yep. And you know what? 
That's all. That's 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 it's like that is the sensationalizing. You know what I'm saying? Right. They this they think the that one that, thing, huh? This ain't the time to do that. Like I get I get yeah. that they want to sensationalize to get people's attention, but in, yeah. the, in the state that we are in this country right now, this ain't the time to do that. And I, and and I'll tell you, to be honest with you, and be honest yeah. with you, I've always felt that let's 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 let 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 Moa get this report done. Let them do these investigations based on based on the uh evidence that uh Michael Cohen has provided them. Let them let them go down those paths. Let the Southern District of New York do its thing because now they're subpoenaing they're subpoenaing the records of the uh, Trump properties and the Trump Hotel and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I, I'm for I'm for all of that. Uh, and if and and when it's concluded, here's what I really do think, Rob. I really think this. I think I don't know. I I, I don't know if this stuff is going to be concluded within the next two years. I don't I don't see that. I don't I don't know. I don't think so either. I don't think so either, man. But you know. We we could go on forever about this, man. Y'all been listening yeah. to the provocation, real people, real conversations. <laughs> we have clearly gone past our time, but it's cool. Yeah. Yes, you know yeah. I mean? Yep. Um, another good conversation today. We're gonna pick it yeah. up next week. Next week now, it'll probably be either Monday or Wednesday, because you know it's soccer season. I I, I I still gotta be a dad, so you know. Okay. Looking at looking at Monday or Wednesday, but um. I know yeah, Wednesday good show, is probably man. not good. Wednesday's not yeah. good, so it would have to be Monday or it have to be some other day. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk All right. about it. Okay. But uh, anything you want? Anything you want to say before we get out of here, man? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, appreciate appreciate y'all listening in. We'll be back next week, and we out of here, man. Okay. <laughs>